to our new episode. So today I have a guest. His name is Adventistian Melka Singh. And um, I hope he's going to bless us. And um, yeah, so I'm going to leave the platform for him so that he can expand more on the word of God and what he has in store for us. Hello, children of God. It is a privilege to share the word of the Lord for the next few minutes. Before we go ahead, I request that we humble ourselves and pray. Loving God in heaven, we are grateful to you for the privileges that you had given us to enjoy in this world. Thank you for the protection, the breath of life, the good health and strength, loving God. And above all, we thank you for your son, Jesus Christ. As we open the scriptures to meditate, Dear Lord, I invite you, Holy Spirit, to dwell amidst us and take all the glory in Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> the book of Judges. I want to bring uh, to your attention that there was a time when uh, the children of Israel, they had so many enemies all over. So many enemies and they didn't know how to prevail them. And so God appointed a man called Jerubel and his other name is Gideon. Now, Gideon had a great mission to fulfill with the children of Israel. And when you go to the book of Judges, chapter 7, we have an amazing record where he was supposed to encounter the Midianites. And a very interesting fact is the name Gideon also refers to a specific war in the book of Revelation. I'm sure most of you were listening out there. You might be familiar with the word Armageddon, Ha Megiddo. <clears throat> Or in other words, it can be interpreted as Har. Har means Mount Megiddo. Now, the Megiddo, uh, the word actually, when you look into the Hebrew word, the root word comes from Gideon. So that is the reason why um, Gideon represents the fight between good and evil. So in the book of Judges chapter 1 we see and Jerubal who was Gideon and all the people that were with him rose up early and pitched beside the well of Herod so that the host of the Midianites were on the northern side of them by the hill of Moreh in the valley <coughs> Now this is this was a trying time for the children of Israel a time for of war and the Midianites were there and in fact there were three more people who groups of or the tribes that came to fight the children of Israel and as usual you see when you when you are given a task and specifically as a leader you want to show strength you want to show that you have a good number of people who are following you or backing you up so when the situation arose Gideon he mobilized so many people and uh, as we see here and the Lord said unto Gideon the people that are with thee are too many for me to give the midianites into their hands lest israel want themselves against me saying my own hand had saved me so when god saw that gideon had organized a multitude of israelites to fight against the midianites god called him and he said produce a number of people now gideon was a bit hesitant <clears throat> because Gideon knew the number of people he was going to encounter so he was a man of valor 
so he knew the proportion if he has to fight a say a, a military army of 100000 he needs to have at least 32000 mighty men of valor but god calls him and he says look you have too many people ministry is not all about too many people when you work for god it is not about numbers god doesn't see your number you may have a congregation that is surpassing normal numbers but god is not interested in the number of people whom you have god is never interested in the numbers that you may statistics is is least bothered about the statistics however he is more bothered about the quality of people whom you have and so god says in verse 3 return and depart and he said there were 22000 people and there remained 10000 so 20000 people were sent out 22000 so a total of 32 then the lord said unto gideon number verse 4 the people are yet too many still gideon had 10000 and god called him and he said look even this 10000 is a huge number send them away now god told him i will test them i will get you a test a test of faith all of us we go through test unless and until we are tested we cannot proclaim that we are professed christians gold is always tested and tried in fire the more it stays in the fire it more it is more refined the same way god says okay let me gather these boys and i'm going to try them boy god said i'm going to try them trying means he wanted to differentiate god always has got two camps good and evil bright and foolish you know even the 10 versions he divided them five were foolish five were wise the same way god said hmm the 10 10000 I'm going to divide them. I'm going to give them a test and let them prove who is foolish and who is wise. So God conducted a test. And he said in verse 5, book of Judges chapter 7. So he brought down the people into the water and Lord said unto Gideon, Every one that lappeth of the water with his tongue, as a dog lappeth, him shall thou set by himself. Likewise, every one that boweth down upon his knees to drink. Now he gives a test so he tells Gideon take these 10000 fellows and take them to the brook Now whoever lappeth the water like a, a dog now this is where many preachers confuse the congregation or even when you read I do not know how many of you have really understood this but let me try to explain what it means because these two verses are always misunderstood God said take these 10000 and take them to the the water whoever lapeth the water like a dog set him aside from the one that bowed down upon his knees to drink now what does that mean pictureize with me stay with me and just try to understand and picture the picture this in the in your mind i'm sure most of you had seen how dogs lap water they don't suck water they don't sip water they lap that is a characteristics of a dog now you can get the answer correct answer from verse 6 and it says and the number of them that lapped putting their hand to their mouth so in other words either way they had lapped there are two ways of lapping water at that point in time one one group of people they took water in their hand and still lapped okay so it's like scooping water they knelt down scooped water in their hands and they still lapped it some of them they were prostrate 
lying flat on the ground and they were lapping straight from the water so the lapping happened on both teams i want you to understand that lapping lapping the water happened on both the teams but the difference was one team straight away lapped using their tongue from the water another group they lapped water by taking scooping water from there from the water in their hands so now the bible says and the number of them that lapped putting their hand to their mouth were 300 men but the rest of the people bowed down upon their knees to drink water so they knelt and sucked water straight from the the water body so now why did god choose only these fellows who were taking scooping water from their hand it's because you see and he also used an analogy dog when a dog laps water it is always watchful to look around they are extremely watchful as to conscious about uh, the environment if there is any threat so this is a war so god gave them the test to see for those fellows who took water in their hand and lapped water in their mouth it shows that they were vigilant they were extremely cautious about what is happening around okay so people who were sensitive about things around but the other fellows they were they cared about nothing they just fell flat straight away lapped water from the water body so what we understand from this is that god is not interested in your statistics when i say statistics it could be numbers sometimes you may think that i need to read 10 chapters every day and you understand nothing or it has had no effect on you it is useless you may you may think that you some people think in their mind that they'll have to walk to the church and by by inflicting such a pain on yourself you think that you can attain salvation god is not interested in your in your statistics god is interested in the quality of worship quality of reading the word of god quality time that you spend on your knees some people they say i've been praying for 3 hours i don't know what they pray for 3 hours well i'm not saying that you cannot pray for 3 hours but the moment you bring it out and say yes i pray 3 3 3 hours a day then it means uh, as long as it is a quality time that you spend with god it is okay and god is not interested in your statistics he knows it so friend of mine have this in your mind and see how what is your relationship what is what connects you with god our jesus christ is it statistics or is it the quality that you emphasize may the lord bless you as you ponder upon this and then emphasize quality and not quantity may the lord bless you let's pray loving god in heaven we once again come to your throne of mercy for your exceeding grace every time we come in your presence and ask of thee to teach us your word you have never disappointed us because that is why you sent forth your holy son your only begotten son to die for each one of us come and abide with us lord we are going through difficult times in this world's history but we know that you are creating a hedge around your children and protect them whoever is listening to this message may you protect them and provide for them and all for your glory i pray in the mighty name of your son jesus christ and we say amen amen give god quality and not quantity amen that was magical i hope you are blessed for now it's a bye from us and um yeah <laughs>